Hello, Tiffany Talks listeners. Today I have with me Sasha Lipskaya. She's an MAICF and ACC. She helps powerful leaders feel free to live their truth and fulfill their higher purpose by reclaiming their self-worth, integrity, and faith. Sasha's work is anchored in energy, alchemy, archetypal, did I say that right? Archetypal. Archetypal analysis, shadow work, (laughs) sacred sexuality, intuitive development, and nervous system rewiring so that her clients can get clarity on who they are and what they want, reconnecting to the sacred in their lives to experience embodied self-love, confidence, and prosperity by revealing and leading with their full light and power. Thank you, Sasha, for being here. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me, Tiffany. It's a pleasure. You have so much to offer, and I would just like to get right to it and ask you how it is that you landed in this amazing, incredible type of work. Hmm. So I have always been in this work, but I didn't know I was in this work (laughs) until until I realized that, oh my goodness, that every single part of my life including my acting journey my you know foray into the healing arts my desire to work with psychology and then eventually going into coaching as a beautiful way to do that work has always been about helping myself and then obviously helping you tap into really trusting who you are and leading with the truth of your heart so that you can live in integrity with who you were meant to be and manifest, yes, and attract and magnetize and really experience everything that you truly desire. So I landed in this field by many, many pathways. So like I said, I was an actor for a long time, which was all about storytelling, right? And performing certain roles and discovering the different ways that people basically... (laughs) find their life's purpose through storytelling, right? And then obviously going into the healing arts as part of me deepening into my own healing and trying to understand how is it that I spent most of my life knowing, right? Hearing, absolutely just being fully aware of what the truth of my heart is and was, and somehow sabotaging, blocking, rejecting, running away from what I knew my soul was asking me to do, which, you know, landed me in a career that wasn't fulfilling, trying to achieve all the things that made me quote unquote successful, you know, money and status and nice little titles, being in, being in, you know, high level school and academia and never really feeling satisfied or seen for who I was or safe to be seen who I was. And obviously, of course, I'm talking about psychosexuality and all of this, you know, really juicy stuff of discovering who you are. You can't go, you can't go into life discovering who you are without the most important part of it, which is relationships, right? So mm-hmm. I'd found myself in patterns of trying to seek approval and validation and feeling, again, feeling my self-worth through someone else, which landed me in a very long extended period of time of like real deep soul searching through my work as a coach, right? And through the healing arts that I was studying, actually withdrawing from the world and then trying to understand, well, this is all great, but how do I apply it in everyday life, in my relationships, in my career, and how I create money and actually feel that everything in this world is helping me tap into the divine inside of me and heal without feeling that anything is ever broken, 
right? Mm -hmm. So that's, I feel like, really how I landed in this work is really understanding that healing isn't about mm, fixing something that's broken. Healing is about recognizing that nothing about you is broken. It is reclaiming every part of you that you have shut down, been blind to, had to numb out so that you can come back into wholeness, yes. which is healing. So that's how I ended up in this specific line of work. But yeah, many, 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 many journeys into like a dead end of like, this is not it. I'm still, I'm still running away from the truth. And then, you know, obviously everything that I use with my clients, I have actually gone through and experienced and worked with myself. And that's why I find it so important to, to bring it back to my own story. Like I'm still doing the work. The work is never over. And it's the most fascinating fascinating way to live which is why you know and i know once you start doing the deep inner work of figuring out who you are whatever modality you use whatever path you take you realize that your purpose in this life isn't to do something your purpose is to embody the fullness of you and that's why this 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 is like this is what i live for Thank you for sharing that. I resonated with a lot of points that you made. And I feel like a lot of the listeners out there are, you know, in agreement as well. Um, was there anything specific that you went through that you had to heal from? I know you mentioned mm -hmm. self-sabotage yeah. and I was like, yep, I'm familiar yeah. with that one. And I, think, yeah. and I know that that comes from, from being traumatized, like with mm -hmm. trauma and you don't even realize that you're self-sabotaging until you mm -hmm. kind of just wake up to it. And once you acknowledge mm -hmm. that, whoo, it's a beautiful thing. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it might be not. <laughs> but I guess I focus more on the end result. That's why mm -hmm. I say because mm -hmm. I don't focus so much on the, it does take work, but yeah. you're worth it, you know? Mm. So. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I mean, I think that focusing on where you want to go is actually the way to go, right? Because we definitely want to, we want to leave where we are, right? Which is why we're doing this work. We don't want to stay stuck. But right. once you realize that you are sabotaging yourself and that you are the one right, responsible for, mm -hmm. I don't want to say that you're doing this because you want to hurt yourself, but you are doing things that are occurring right, to your nervous system as hurt, as rejection, as sabotage. And they're happening so that you can wake up, right? So that you can say, okay, I've had enough. This is not a way to live. Like, really, I, I don't want to live this way, right? And it doesn't have to be a big crisis. Mm -hmm. but it does feel like it, right? It could occur as a small crisis. It could be like, oh, I'm just not happy with my job, but just not happy with my job might mean like, I don't want to get up in the morning and I'm numb, right? Like half yeah. of the day, which means that you're like literally not living, right? You're yeah. not present. You're not aware of what you feel, of what you want, of who you are. So why would you want to live that way? But until you wake up to the desire to live, you won't actually leave that state because that state is regardless, right? Of how traumatized your nervous system is, if it's familiar, it feels true and it feels safe, right? So it feels comfortable while you're suffering, while you're stifling, while you're literally grasping for air because you don't know what it's like to be free. So freedom is actually really scary, which you've never experienced, right? Mm -hmm. So it, so my you know specific way of really going into this work that really was like the breaking point for me uh, was realizing that you know I had experienced this trauma of feeling really rejected by people that I wanted approval from to feel safe. So it was starting, you know, starting with my parents. Again, we're not blaming anyone, right? God right. bless everybody doing the best they can. But yes. the toxic, the toxic culture of just 
feeling that I had to perform, right? And earn the right to be loved, to be worthy, to be powerful. And this is I'm beyond my parents, right? But it started with feeling like I wasn't somehow, right? I wasn't, and I don't want to say enough, right? But I, I actually want to say I wasn't fully accepted as I was, right? Mm. And it could be I was too much. It could be I was like I was feeling I was not enough, but it was always about trying to prove my worth to someone else. And then moving into, you know, relationships, like I said, and positions in my professional life where I would literally give, give my power away to whoever was in charge, which would be, you know, the other person, <laughs> like, so that I could feel validated, worthy, beautiful, um, capable, right, talented, according to them. And then I would feel like I earned the right to be happy, to be healthy, right, to thrive, which of course I would I would never actually feel that, right? I would never feel like I was thriving or that I was healthy or that I was powerful because your ego, which is what led me, would never actually give you what you you want. It would be even more of the same. Oh, okay, so now I'm in a relationship with somebody who is gaslighting me and it feels yeah. abusive, but they're not gaslighting me, right? Like they are absolutely reflecting how I'm treating myself. So I am gaslighting myself. I'm not listening to the truth of my heart that I actually don't want to be with this person. I'm mm -hmm. not actually here to love, right, and be loved. I'm trying to get validation. I'm trying to feel sexy. I'm trying to feel worthy. Not my fault, right? That's what I believe I need to do in this world to survive. That's my four-year-old self saying, oh, my dad's not paying attention to me. He's not around. Must be something wrong with me. I must, you know, I must do something so that I could get their validation the masculine, for example, right? And then, okay, so in a relationship, but then in a job, my boss needs to make me feel that I am good enough, that I am worthy, that I am powerful, da, 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 da. So I will go into a career that I don't feel inspired by, that I'm not feeling that my soul is actually asking me to go into, but my mm -hmm. ego is saying, that's where you'll get validation. That's where you'll get recognition. That's where you'll get success. That's where you will be finally, right? Accepted as you really are, which of course means, I'll play into a role of what I think I need to be, right? So all of this to say that I found myself one day literally on set in a movie and I was just literally just withdrew myself from that relationship that I alluded to where I like it was not healthy, but I pulled myself out of it. I was like, okay, clearly something, it's me. I need to look at me and be by myself. And as I was on set in my acting career, it was literally the same recognition of I'm playing a role that isn't me. I have everything I want, but I'm not actually powerful at all. I am feel more powerless than ever because everyone else has the power to make me feel good or bad. And mm. it's not my fault. I am, I am giving them this power and I'm only here because I'm trying to get something from them, right? Be the audience, the director, the casting people, whatever. But it's not about me revealing the truth of my heart and living my art, which I've always been an artist. I wanted to perform. But me being there showed me, right, how I, the desire, right, of wanting to perform and act and create was powerfully beautiful there. The desire to be in a relationship, powerful and beautiful, absolutely great. You want to come into union. Right. But the how I went about it came from my ego, from my fear, from my lack of self-worth, right, lack of self-esteem, victim. So archetypal work, for example, started coming through more and more powerfully because I'd been an actor, obviously, and because I'd worked with archetypes. But... I understood that I was performing certain roles across the board in my life, which ended up with me living a sham. And 
I realized that all I needed to do is say, no, I am not this and I don't know who I am. But until I really know who I am, I don't get to go out there and start doing things because I will never get what I want if I don't know who I am. Because anything I want is coming from my idea of what I'm supposed to be to get some kind of validation from the world. And that is not at all what I'm here for. So I withdrew myself from acting. I ended up like no idea where I was going, right? What I was doing alone, single, like I started delving deep into, again, my inner body, right? Working with my body and intuitive practices. And then basically started studying coaching and discovering more about just the idea of the feminine and the masculine. And again, reclaiming our power from a place of all of our parts are sacred. All of the parts of me that sabotaged me, all of the parts of you that are sabotaging you are absolutely there to help you because these, as I call them, the dark shadows, as we call them in this work, they are the places where your deepest light and your like your, your deepest power is held. It's simply that you have never been safe and you have never been allowed and you have never actually experienced what it's like to reveal it, be with it, embody it and lead from that place of this is who I am. This is what I'm here for. This is what I want. And I know it's in the highest good of all. And I will not stop mm-hmm. until everything in my life right, reflects that. Not just one thing, but everything, right? How I treat my body, how I treat my my significant other, how I am allowing myself to be treated, obviously. And then you start magnetizing the reflection of you, right? So if you show up to yourself and you actually honor the truth of your heart, then the people in your life either will have to do the same or they start leaving, right? And they they literally just like become, <laughs> they become, I don't want to say rejected or repelled, but they they become in a way like, pushed out right yeah. of your field of energy which a lot of people also are scared of right i had to literally withdraw myself from everything not because everything was bad but because a lot of it wasn't true and until i knew what was true i i couldn't have anything around me so i was very much in this like mystical process of i'd say like almost um <laughs> it's like it's like i became a I, it's like i became a you know a nun my own and i didn't realize <laughs> there was no religion associated with it. It was like the religion of me. It was like, okay, like, what am I devoted to? What am I here for? And every single day I get to show up with that as my greatest intention, right? And I do not recommend that. I'm not saying that's what you should do, but that's how I ended up doing this work and realizing, okay, well, there has there is a different way. There is a simpler way. There's a quicker way, which is why working with somebody like yourself, right? Like a coach, like myself, like a teacher, putting yourself in a container where this work is non-negotiable and you actually led will most likely avoid you 12 years of this endless cycle of the, the deep dark night of the soul. And like just experimenting, exploring everything where a lot of people do not have the space to do that, do not have the desire, the capacity to withstand that kind of inner work because they have family responsibility, mortgages to pay. Right. I'm very fortunate that life created this path for me. I didn't have any of that, right? So I really could do this work in that way where it was my full-time job, it still is. Um, But I would definitely not saying that to heal, right? To find yourself, you need to withdraw from the world and go to the Himalayas or sit at home and, you know, do all of this endless work by yourself. That's exactly what I'm not saying. You're not supposed to do that. You can do this work while being in the world, while you're living your life. And it absolutely will support everything you're doing. But you must take it seriously. It must be a priority. It must be a non-negotiable. It must be you reclaiming the critical importance of 
loving who you are with mm -hmm. devotion, with outrageous, just like commitment and complete, I would say, surrender to what you yes. discover, right? Every single day. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I'm just sitting here in a hundred percent agreement. It was almost like you were describing my life because it's like, I just resonate with every single point that you're making. And I just want the listeners out there to see that. Like if you guys have been following me and, and watching, you know, my story and, and it's, a, it's an alignment with what Sasha's saying. And it just goes to show how true this work really is. Like you can heal. And, and a lot of what you were talking about, seeking that validation in mm -hmm. men, I feel like a lot of us women, we fall into that mm -hmm. trap. Men and ladies, we need to stop. <laughs> we are so precious, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. I love that you're doing this work because you can help women see that in themselves, support mm -hmm. them through that, you know? And mm -hmm. I think that's really important because I think it's something that happens a lot. Like the percentage mm -hmm. of that happening is high just from everywhere that you see. Yeah. And it means a lot to me personally. And I can tell it means a lot to you too, that mm -hmm. we're really passionate about that. Just yeah. supporting women, not just in mm -hmm. one space, but mm -hmm. in all of it, because like all you said, it. it's in everything. everything. Um, and just like you were mentioning about how um, it starts to come out and how you treat yourself, how you mm -hmm. eat, you know, yeah. your physical wellness, you know, yeah. your mental wellness, your spirituality mm -hmm. in every way. I like mm -hmm. how you're focusing on sexuality. That's mm -hmm. an important part too, especially yeah, yeah. for women that have endured any type of sexual abuse, which I hate yeah. to say is ridiculously common. I hate that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So that's important to to touch mm -hmm. on. And I love that you're yeah. able to help women about that. Yeah. Um, can you share with us something that you've done with one of your clients that's maybe like a, a one of your favorite success stories and how you help them get from you know a to b yeah well one of my clients actually came to me because she was having a lot of issues with her her significant other and not specifically like in relationship with him but in relationship to who she was right with him right. and she couldn't feel right that she was seen that she was desired and so she was looking for validation attention elsewhere and feeling that she wasn't like an integrity with how she wanted to show up right to that right. relationship which she'd been with with she, they were married but they had kids right so a really big commitment and she came to me from a place of like i don't i like i don't even like i, I don't think i can go on right and for her to say that was huge yes and i you know I remember, you know, us connecting on this point of really finding the divine within herself so that she can fall in love with, yes, herself and find that commitment to who she was so that she could bring that as a gift and as literally just like as an invitation, right, to her partner to meet her, right, mm -hmm. like that, giving him a chance to actually love her because she was finally taking responsibility for loving who she was by discovering who she was, right? We can't love ourselves if we don't know ourselves. Yes. And we can say that self-love and self-love and self-love and yes, <laughs> all great, you know, how do you love yourself? Well, you have to figure out who you really are and know that it's a lifelong process because who you are expands every day. But like you said, Tiffany, there are, again, so many things that we first need to actually go into that we don't want to, that must take place before this 
experience of, oh, and now I discover my gifts and now I lead with my radiance and now I get to bring it as a gift to my relationship. Like she, for example, had this incredible transformation over a few months of literally being like, I'm more in love with my partner than I've been in like years. And we've been married for like 10 years more, I think almost 20, you know, like, yeah, almost 20. And like, she's like, we have a better relationship now than ever before. And it's like three months, how was that possible? Or whatever, you know, however long it was. Well, she's done a lot of work before that, before we actually got together and started working on that specific part of reclaiming her sensuality, her connection to the divine, which I and her, right, connected literally connected to why she felt so disengaged and disempowered and out of integrity because she couldn't find the divine in the relationship because she couldn't find it within herself and therefore she wasn't connecting with the divine in her partner right but because it was so important to her she could feel that dissonance and he was literally like he was hurting right that's what it was and the, the hurt was what was making her feel like she was out of integrity it's like i can't be with somebody i love and feel so much just uh, like it's almost like feel so much shame right around how I I don't feel the love although I know it's here right I know it's here but I know how to feel it so how you feel it is you discover it within yourself right and that transformation again took place because we linked everything back to her connection to the divine inside of her you can call it God you can call it spirit you can whatever doesn't matter but for her that was actually the piece she was looking for without ever articulating it to me and ever telling me until afterwards that, you know, she was like, you know, it's incredible this happened. But what's most incredible is that I found a deeper, fresher, and even more powerful connection to the divine, which is actually what I was starving for. Now mm -hmm. that I found it, I know that's what I was starving for. It wasn't so that my partner could, you know, make me feel beautiful or that I would feel like I'm a good wife. It was so that I could find that power within me and bring it to the relationship. And if the relationship was strong, I know, right? I would evoke the same from his from his side, which is what happened. It was that strong. So she was able to evoke that kind of intimacy, but because she brought it, right? So that to say that to me, that was a really incredible transformation because of the, like just the length of time it took and it showed her devotion to practice, right? I, I, I absolutely just right away tell everybody, the answer is always in your practice. I'm not going to teach you a bunch of things that you're going to just like, you know, remember and maybe not. And then it will just somehow change your life. It's not about goal setting. It's about setting an intention of who you want to embody every single day. And that lies in your practice and the capacity you will then increase right in your nervous system to actually open up and reveal your power, hold your power, lead with your power from a place of truth, right? From a place of devotion to who you really are and from a place of relentless commitment to showing up to that truth, regardless of what anyone says, regardless of what the world's telling you and regardless of what you originally planned, right? Because let's just say that your plan is nothing compared to the universe's plan. It's so much better, but it takes that kind of, I wanna say, yeah, it's my, one of my teachers uses this term, I love it, soul stamina. Right, you have Ooh. to build stamina to actually do the the inner work from a place of this is for me, and it's work and it's not easy, but it's simple, right? And this is how I'm going to get everything I want that I never even knew I wanted, right? Because it, most of the things that we want come from ego and fear and the past, and we don't even know what we want mm -hmm. until it's like, oh, oh my God, this is amazing, I don't know. <laughs> right? So, and then that's when you realize, oh my goodness. Like the only way to really get what you want is to lead from a place of, 
I know what I am and I know what I love and I know what I'm devoted to and that's all I need to know. And the rest, trust me, it will come into place. The invitation will come. You'll know what to do. Your logical mind will come in, everything. But it starts from here. It starts from the soul, right? I'm doing here. I'm doing like a sign with my hands, but I'm literally pointing from my heart out, right? And that from the heart out is how we were able to get her from a place of, I think I'm done here, right? Like that's not easy to say after 20 something years of committed relationship to I'm more in love with this person than I've ever been. And I feel the desire to deepen into myself them right my partner him their their like purpose in life so that we can come together and become even stronger because i realize that's what my life is about like it's not about the partnership but it's about what we get to create out of our love right and oh my god to me that was i'm getting chills just saying that i mean that's everything that's that's beautiful and you're reminding me of what I noticed in my own marriage is that when I, I, this is what I called it, that I started pouring all of my precious energy into myself, mm-hmm. you know, being a mom, being a wife, doing all, <laughs> yeah, yeah. wait a minute, I need to focus on me. And yeah. when I did that, my husband started making his own positive changes. So when I think, I think the mistake that women make, you know, we're always trying to change our husbands, yeah. if we just focus on us they'll naturally change on their own because it's like magnetic, right? Well, you reveal the truth. And by Mm -hmm. revealing the truth, you will evoke the truth. Yes. And again, it doesn't mean that they will. They might say, I'm not here for it, which is a gift because you then know, okay, they're not here to love the way that I am here to love. And that's okay. They might drop off, but they will create the space for you to then Yes. Yes. Magnetize the partner if it's meant for you, right? The partner that will meet you that way, knowing, knowing, and this is why, you know, sacred sexuality is so beautiful. It's never about somebody meeting you completely or completing you fully, right? It's about, <laughs> <Meet me. laughs> well, that's the thing. They absolutely, we could feel like that for a second, right? But nobody could ever meet you. And that's what I always come back to. Nobody could ever meet you fully. Only you can. Mm. Only you can. Yes. And that's why you'll always be hungry for more, right? And that's the feminine. I always want more. There will always be more. And hey, it's a beautiful way of living in the human realm of like, yes, I want to experience more. More is great. And I know that everything I really want is right here. And that I could never lose. Nobody could take it away until I choose to give it away, right? And that that is, that is power, right? It's when you know you go from like literally like fate to destiny, right? I choose. I choose this. I respond, not react. I have a choice. And I choose from the truth of my heart, knowing that whatever I choose will always bring me back to myself. So like you said, focusing on yourself, we say selfish. I say self-full. It's self-full. You're filling yourself up so that you can literally overflow, right? Mm. With that love, with that energy, which is what the world needs from you is to actually like emanate, radiate, gift who you are to this world because it's hungry for who you are. And the more you gift from that place of overflow, the more you actually receive, right? It's a law. That's how it works. (laughs) It will never come from, I need to get first and then maybe I'll give if it's, if it's something that I want and like, we'll, we'll negotiate. Right. And it's like, well, you might get something out of it, but you will never feel empowering and you will never feel that you actually created it. 
you will always feel like you're at the mercy of someone or something and it's always them right and if you focus on you it's actually selfish because then they will be upset right and then they will blame you and they will punish you and it's always coming back to i have no choice right i need to do this so that i can get this from the world like no you have a choice you must give yourself so that you can give the world give yourself so that you can give the world that's it. It's not even about oxygen masks. You know, that metaphor It's like, it's great. But how about we don't wait until the plane is crashing? How about we just, I mean, the whole thing, I'm like, well, I'm sorry, are we waiting for some kind of like moment where there is no oxygen to take care of ourselves? No, like realize that you actually at all times require oxygen. Yeah. And most of us choose to not actually take it in. So I'm saying, how about you choose to take in oxygen, which is everywhere around you and take responsibility for breathing so that you can live from that place. We can thrive. Right. But it's not, let's wait until the plane crashes and then the oxygen thing. And then I'll choose to put the oxygen on is like, that's what we wait for. Right. Wait for the two by four. And it was like, I, like I said, I can't go on like this once is fine. Right. But living every day, waiting for that moment of like, I have to put my oxygen on that that is not sustainable and that is why people end up in program after program healing after healing right like coach after teacher after coach because they're looking for someone else right to infuse them with oxygen so that they can keep going until it runs out i'm saying and you and i are both here to help you learn to cultivate your own oxygen which is everywhere learn to master it take it in and then actually reveal to the world your essence through the way that you embody, right? Everything that you are because you're finally breathing. Yes, you use just such beautiful words. I love it. It's so poetic. Um, I wanted uh, to those women that are out there that are sold, they're like, yes, Sasha, I hear you. I feel you. I agree with you. And um, what's something that they can take away? Because I know you mentioned mm. that um, in order to love yourself, you need to discover. So it will be a yeah. takeaway, like a step, something that mm. they can do right now. Yeah, so I would say right now, just taking five minutes with yourself, taking five deep breaths into your, I want to say womb, but some a lot of women say, I can't feel my womb, I can't feel it. So I don't want to confuse you and make you feel like something's wrong with you. Nothing's wrong with you. Again, we're disconnected from our bodies, right? Which is why what I do is always about embodiment. You can only discover yourself through your body. That's how you operate in the world. You see and feel through your body, right? It's an instrument. So you reclaiming your capacity to feel your need, the need in your heart, not your ego, right? Your heart, the, 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 the need may sound the same. I need to be loved. It's a need, absolutely. But your ego says, I need to be loved. Who is gonna give it to me, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's like a demand, a projection. And like, so just feel this energy in my body. It's like, eh, 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 eh. give it to me, right? It's someone else's responsibility. It's a victim, right? It's like, you give me the love or I'll suffer. And it's a closure in your body, right? So you're not breathing, your heart's closed. You are literally abandoning yourself in that moment because that's what we learned to do. There's a whole reason why it's happening. It's not your fault. But once you realize it, what I want you to do is, again, you might not be realizing it right now, but just sitting with yourself for five minutes and breathing into your gut space, right? Into your pelvic floor, taking five deep breaths through your nose into your pelvic floor. So not your head, right? Not even your heart, your pelvic floor. Yeah, so just deep, so we can do it right now. So I'm practicing. Good, one, and let it go with a sigh. <sighs> yeah, sound is really powerful. Breathe in again. You can't do this wrong. Take it in, breathe out. <sighs> just feel your body opening. Yeah, one more. 
feel your pelvic floor opening. Yeah, and release. <sighs> I forget to make the sound. <laughs> I need more oh, practice. Okay, okay. <laughs> you do. See, that's the thing we do. We need more practice. One more. Sound as you as you sigh. <sighs> Beautiful. One more. We're breathing through the nose into the pelvic floor. Hold it, and you're gonna breathe out with a sigh. <sighs> so just notice your body is grounded right now. Super. The breath, yeah. Breath is deep. Yeah. You're feeling the opening in your body. So this this actual physical right physical position mm -hmm. you're in. Open body grounded, grounded feet, right? Open pelvic floor. This breath has come through your whole body. So it's energy circulating. You just made a sound which has released energy and moved the flow through. So right now you're present, you're grounded, you're open and your heart, right? Your heart is actually at this moment in a place where it can reveal to you the truth, mm -hmm. right? Because you're grounded within yourself, which means that you created a safe space in your body to be with the truth of your heart. The truth of your heart, all it is, is what do you need? What do you desire? Right? And what is it in this moment that you were asked to give yourself as an answer, right, to your need and your desire? What are you asked to give yourself? When there is a need, when there is a desire, it means there is a way you are being asked to fulfill it. That's why it's in you. I want to be loved. Great. How are you asked to love yourself? Right. That is what I'm going to encourage everybody to do. That breath, simple, you know, five breaths. Ten, I recommend 10. Just again, deepening. You can't do this wrong. Deepening your presence, your breath, your like your pelvic floor open, your heart open, not focusing too much of, you know, how you're doing it, just doing it. And then letting yourself get really, really, really focused on your heart space and then asking in this moment and notice my breath and my voice is very deep, right? In this moment, what do I need? Mm. What do I need? And until you hear an answer, you stay there, right? Being able to be with this question will then help your intuition, first of all, start revealing to you the truth, right? Which you have to practice. And second of all, it will help you become more empowered and comfortable I'm making quotation mark because it's not comfortable. It doesn't feel comfortable because it's new, right? It will feel uncomfortable, but you will become comfortable in the discomfort of feeling what you don't want to feel. The need that you need to meet is the need you don't want to feel. You want to project it into the world, right? You want to say like, somebody else love me. Somebody else make me feel worthy. Somebody else make me feel like I'm valuable, right? I don't want to be with this need because if I'm with this need, I somehow am responsible for meeting it and I never have. So I can't take responsibility for it. Somebody else has to. That's the wounded child, for example, and the victim, right? Those are two archetypes. So in the moment of you just being with the question of what do I need? It's like you're stepping into the archetype, the role of the parent that you never had, right? Mm -hmm. Of the beloved friend, of the coach, of the guide, of the teacher, of the sovereign, right? Of that powerful presence in you that can meet your need that can absolutely make you feel safe that must make you feel loved if you let it if you actually then embody it right from that place 
once you step into that role and you actually see your needs, like, oh, I'm asked to step out of an abusive relationship. I'm asked to talk to my boss about maybe decreasing my hours because I'm overwhelmed and overworked and I need more time. I'm asked to move because I'm unsafe where I am. I'm asked to have a child because that's what I'm yearning for. Although my, you know, my, my ego is like career and this, and no, I yearn to be a mother. And this is the truth of my heart. My need, right. Is to be a mother. Oh, but being with that need for most people is the scariest thing, right? Because in, in that moment, they're taking responsibility for their power, which they've never had. So just doing that, don't worry about what you're going to do with it. Just do that. Be with the need. Practice being with the need. And from that place, like I said, how do I, in this moment, need to meet this need? Is it have a conversation? Is it write an email? Is it meditate? Is it go to yoga? Is it cry? right? Is it dance? Is it call Tiffany, right? Like do whatever, but the intuitive answer will come and then you will actually be able to do something about it because trust me, the how do I meet my need will never give you an answer that you can't actually fulfill. It will be exactly the thing you can do in that moment and it will be scary and you'll be like, ah, oh, but what if it doesn't work? But what if I fail? What if somebody loves me? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. That's why you haven't done it because it comes with the responsibility of taking ownership of that action and being sovereign and dignified and absolutely just focused on does this empower me? Is this true? Is this loving towards myself? Is this me meeting my need? End of story. It this must be powerful. Good. It must be good. It cannot be bad for anyone else. They might not like it. As I say, they might not like it. <laughs> but it will not be bad for them, right? It's like a child. You have to feed it the right, the right things, right, for it to thrive. It might say, I don't want to eat this. I want to eat candy all day. <laughs> well, that's exactly it. I want to eat candy all day. It means I want to be on social media all day. I want to ask somebody else to fit my needs. I want to blame right. them, blah, 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 self-sabotage. It's candy. It's distraction. It's abandoning yourself because it's all we're used to be doing and our nervous systems don't know how to operate from a place of power. So this is you basically learning to come from a place of a new operating <laughs> operating like installing operating from a new like nervous system rewiring which is like a computer system right it's like it's a new way of living in the world it's natural to you but it's never been activated before so we got to deactivate the old one and install a new one and it's going to take time what i gave you is a very simple and quick way to tap into how to do it and actually do it and see thank you for that. You heard yeah. Sasha. So make sure you do it and feel free to rewind the video, you know, so that way you can yeah. do it again and again. She recommends doing it 10 times. Yes. And I also wanted to invite you to check out her free embodied sexual power manifestation practice yes. on her website. The link is um, down below and it'll also be in the description box. Thank you so much, Sasha, for coming on. This was so powerful and so informative. So thank you. Thank you, Tiffany. I appreciate you. Thank you, everyone. Tiffany, I love you. I appreciate you. Love right back to you, Sasha. Thank you. And to all you listeners out there, we will see you on the next episode. Bye now.